lovelies welcome to another sweet awesome mind-blowing great episode of grace rem podcast <laughs> how are you doing i hope you're fine i hope you're good i hope you're bouncing in the lord it's your girl again grace or and i am here with a little bit of new segments of grace rem podcast and it's going to be story time <laughs> I know we've been telling stories before, personal life experiences and drawing life lessons from it, but this is going to be different, a little bit different because the story is going to be story. Sometimes we bring how we bring the life lessons out and sometimes I'll just leave you, my listeners, to enjoy the stories and pick your own lessons from it. Okay, let's jump right into how I became a slave for a day. <laughs> I'll be right back. Okay, so while I was about two years ago, if I'm not mistaken, I was working with um, a tourism company and I was privileged to go on a tour, uh, which is like walking, you know, we took some people on a tour to a city in Nigeria called Badagri. Badagri is in Lagos State and it's uh, is a spectacular city where one of the presence of the um, transatlantic slavery um, sellers dwelt and lived. So Badagri has a lot of all these Asian tourist center. It's housed the first story building in Nigeria. It's housed, I think it's not the first church or if I'm not mistaken, and there are a lot of you know structures and places that shows when the foreigners were buying Africans black like commodities. He has a slave market. Yeah, we're taken to the slave marketplace. So how did I become a slave for a day? So on this particular day, when we started the journey, I think our first stop was at the. A slavery barracoon. A slavery barracoon is like a slavery barrack. Is it has all these small, small rooms, small, small houses, and it was built in a sack, in a like a square-shaped form with a compound in the middle, like a small space in the middle that people can come out and play. But the room was so small, the door, excuse me, the door was a bit short, and we had to bend down to enter. The room and when we entered the room there was no window it was so stuffy and there was and then there were tall guy told us that there was out where they housed uh, about um, um 20 over 20 slaves a room that is not even conducive for one person to person over 20 slaves that's that was where they keep them till the colonial masters be or the foreigners or the whites who come to buy them and after buying them from that place they are going to take them to um through they are going to take them abroad you know fire a ship and that's why it was called a transatlantic slavery so we 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 were told when we got to that room when we got to a particular room in one of the houses i remember there is this place that they kept the chains the plates and the funny things that they were selling human beings for Iron planes, tumbler, shinap, things come just come out not even for good. Can you imagine? <laughs> it was so bad. And it was so emotional for me that I almost cried. But the high point of me and when I really, really became the slave was when the, the tour guide 
gave us the chain that they used to help people together then guys the chain was very heavy it was very heavy i, I cannot i don't think the chains in this world as heavy as that again when i was given was it was as if i was given a body then the man was like okay let's do a little bit of practical then he lined about three people and he used the chain to tie them and those people were feeling weighed down with chain and these are chain that they will lock they will lock their lips and tell them to work in sugar plantations they will lock their hands together and tell them to march from the barracoon to the um beach side i mean to the Atlantic beach beach side where they will enter the ship and they will go and you know it's, it felt so surreal that this is what people pass through i shed tears when i was um, on that tour and you know it took us from that from the barracoon i mean the slave barracks now to the point of no return so there's a particular place in baragui that they call it the point of no return and that point of no return is 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 like the side of baragui that's this with the Atlantic ocean the the water was in expanse a lot like <laughs> it was a beautiful sight for us but i believe then it wasn't a beautiful sight for them because once they get there and they enter the ship taking them abroad taking them to portugal to whatever country they are taking them to there is no coming back to africa for them so it's like um and, and, and i believe that was why it was called the point of no return so on the way to that point of no return there was a particular well that we were shown in that way they would have been walking from the barracks you know the truth of the matter is they buy sometimes they buy them from different parts of nigeria then bring them to that place uh the barracoon the slavery barracoon then from there they are marching again after being brought out from that stuffy small room they are marching again to you know to the uh, seaside where they will enter the ship and this well is where they give them water now historically it was believed that once they t- once they took the water they forget everything about their identity about where they are coming from like the water or in man has missed <laughs> it was said that the foreigners has missed the world the well with some something that they just forget or maybe it's the africans that are selling them that miss the water or something and they just forget um forget about it was they drink water from the well or maybe it's, uh, there is nothing in the water maybe it's just an assumption or something whatever but that was all we're told and once they take the water they you know i took pictures at the at the <laughs> at the water side i took pictures at the point of no return to wherever you they went once they've gone they've gone and it was so emotional for me walking the great length crossing the river before we get to the point of no return road then we take the long path till we get to the atlantic uh the ocean side rather that we take the ship and it was like a taking a journey in retrospect all right and you know thinking about it now thinking about that story wearing those chains for that day becoming like a slave for that day they are putting chains on them beating them making it it made me appreciate the present day more like i could not imagine being born during that time no scrap that i cannot be born during that time because <laughs> you know really it wasn't funny then it was not really really funny for them and i picked a bit a bit of um two lessons two to three lessons from from that day that i want to share along with this story of how i became a slave for a day is that um the past is not better 
sorry my people might be saying oh in the 90s nigeria was not like this we had plenty money we had clean compost today today i mean today to the rewind back to this part of serious transatlantic slavery slavery i mean you know we showed where they a slave is a slave market where they will they will put human beings on display like they were selling groceries at the store we're shown the slave market and you know the whole building was still there and it was it, it felt so surreal so emotional for me that human beings were not only sold before they were sold some of them don't even make it out of that out of those small rooms those barracks those barracks out of those small rooms they don't make it alive because they pee on each other they hit they, maybe they don't even feel them only god knows enter the room alone a room without a window you will feel you will feel like it was as if there's a spirit in the room that that made me feel like a slave for that day right so the past is not better no matter how the country is presently <laughs> i mean we even as a believer i don't wish to go back to my past right the past is not better so we must always be satisfied be contented in the present and hopeful for the future that's what i believe all right and i and i have a scriptures for you saying that um remember not the former things right god is doing a new thing he has done a new thing and he's doing a new thing the past might look so good when people are talking about history and it's even good to document history so that we can appreciate the freedom that we have now you know some people are saying oh, nigeria was even better africa was even better under the colonial room hello doll were you there can you really say that do you really believe that okay the past is not better no matter how that's my own deduction i don't know but that's what i believe and also say i want to say the second point is that there is a price to pay for freedom freedom is is very very expensive there's a price to pay for freedom you know i remember when i was in those chains i remember i i imagine myself like having to be bought and you know after the slave trade was cancelled and everything some of them were allowed to return back home it's funny now that even though some people were allowed to return back home and they felt happy coming back home most of us are running over there again such is life irony of life so i strongly believe that freedom has a price some people pay the price for our freedom some people have to fight they have to fight the likes of Martin Luther. they have to fight against all these things that we now enjoy jesus christ has to die on the cross for me to enjoy and to have access to eternal life close to god so freedom has a price really they used to say that nothing is free in even in free town and i want to agree when we saying oh salvation is free salvation is free because someone paid for it all right you know it will be like come on attend this free training this free training is there because someone paid for it someone took care of the expenses took care of what you're using what we what you are using rather to set up the free training so freedom is expensive it has a price but you are free in christ also the last point i learned on that day and i want to share is that the future even though the, the present is not looking so good the future will surely and definitely be great if some people were living in the time when slavery was out of the day and they were able to escape being sold into 
falling into slavery they were able to escape being sold and they were and there are some of them are alive to witness uh, the better days the days of freedom the days where africans are ruling over africans the days of where we are making our own laws the days of the country becoming a republic then i am assured that no matter what is happening right now there is light at the end of the tunnel the future is going to be definitely great it's going to be great so guys that was how i became a slave for a day after i took the chains off we left the place we ate a local cuisine and went back to lagos i still the experience still stayed with me a little longer even till now and sometimes i see a flashback especially when i look at the pictures i took on that day i had flashback of really 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 the past is not better the past is what it is it is the past freedom even no matter how good it feels no matter how free it looks to us some more people paid the price for it and also the future will definitely be great i am assured of that did you pick any other lesson from my story of how i became a slave for a day how i passed through and experienced the past in a day out slavery was the order of the day right i we really love to hear from you remember to send me a mail at let us talk 990 at gmail.com let us talk 990 at gmail.com i'll uh, we'll see you in the next episode don't forget that you are free by the blood of the christ and he will the sons that set free is free indeed all right see you in the next one growing grace bye